Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, and usually here is where I would say welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, the only pro wrestling podcast on the planet, but I'm actually going to change the name, which sounds nuts, but I thought uh, it's not a big deal. It's just I sat down the other day, and obviously you can now tune in to watch Wednesday's episode of the podcast, uh, 1pm GMT, over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules, and I kind of went to see what other people were doing, and the word podcast obviously has audio connotations. I'm not going to change the logo or anything like that, but just in case you saw it, and it's, I'm going to update it in sound cloud and itunes and all of that i'm just going to call it simon miller's pro wrestling show i think it makes much more sense so that's what i'm doing a little announcement a little housekeeping there for you to start this week's second episode we may have a few episodes this week as well uh, i realize next week my my calendar is a bit crazy so i'm gonna pack loads in this week and i'll slowly eke them out over the next few days uh, thanks to everybody as we mentioned on wednesday who did help get my youtube channel to 50,000 subs you will rock and to everybody who supports the patreon patreon.com forward slash simon 316 you've no idea how much that helps especially at the moment because it's rocking and raving and because of that we do you know we are able to get supporters of the patreon on the podcast and i'm very happy to say all the way from the other side of the world he has been on before he comes back it's my man cody cody how you doing today how's it going simon i'm good i'm good dude i've just re you know rebranded my podcast from nowhere <laughs> which no, no one's talking about. i just think the other day it's basically i was mucking around with youtube titles and i was like i don't really like putting my name in stuff on youtube i'm like well you may as well like what harm can it do and you write podcast on youtube and i think it's a deterrent so i'm like from now on it's just simon miller's pro wrestling show so that's what we're doing today or well, simon is wrestling show don't need the pro simon miller's wrestling show screw it pro gets out of here uh exactly yeah, i'll oh, do the amount of times i get that maybe one day <laughs> maybe one day uh but we are on the lead up to wrestlemania load of stuff is going on Obviously, the two big stories in wrestling this week. Eh, are they the two big stories? I don't know. I'd say the biggest story is everything going on with Kofi Kingston. Uh, we are recording, breaking the fourth wall. We are recording this on, on the Wednesday. So SmackDown's finished, but a mere hours, a few hours ago. But now we're in that kind of period where all the, you know, the reactions and the opinions come down. And what I'm seeing a lot of people say is that they think that the Kofi Kingston storyline is now more popular and moreover than the Becky Lynch stuff. And I would say that probably is true, but I don't think it's I don't think it's reflective of anything. For me, it's just because you know they they made a big fuss of it on SmackDown, whereas the Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey Charlotte Flair stuff has kind of come to a halt because you know I hate this phrase, but it's any phrase I can think of. We shut our load too fast. I mean that's that's what we did, right? And now we need to back off a little bit and 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 sort of quiet things down so we don't do too much. Well, how are you finding? I mean, t- dude, tell me how you finding the Kofi stuff. Tell me how you finding the women's stuff. Like, where are you at with all this? Well, regarding Kofi, um, I absolutely, this is like, I did not see it coming. Like, um, I don't think anybody did do I think that's why yeah. it's so much fun, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Kofi has been in the business for 11 years. And the one few that always I remember with Kofi, like being a singles competitor, was uh, his feud against Randy Orton when he busted up his car and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that. That was good. But uh, I'm glad that he's getting this push now. Like, this whole accidental elimination chamber thing and like you know mustafa ali like i mustafa ali's great and everything but this was like this is very surprising good for kofi right i mean it's, but, uh, it's, it's one of those amazing things where there has been a shift 
in WWE recently, and I don't think we as fans, well, I'm sure some people have, I haven't, I don't want to put it on anybody else, I don't think we've given them enough appreciation for that, because for years, they're not listening to us, they're not listening to us, well, they certainly listen to us on Kofi, they certainly, <laughs> you know, listening to us on, on Becky Lynch, and I'm sure there's some other ones I'm not thinking of, so in that regard, you know, all power to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went online after the the fiasco that happened on SmackDown, <laughs> And uh, last night, and the the Twitter universe was not happy. Let me tell you that. No, and at the moment as well on the Daniel Bryan, uh, Kofi Kingston match over yeah. on WWE's YouTube. I think it's got something like eighteen thousand dislikes and four thousand uplikes. So wow. you know, oh, they, but they're, they're, they're oh. getting a reaction. They're getting a reaction, and that is what you know. Maybe they are taking a few too many swerves with it, but I don't care because. It's fun. It's different. Like you said, we weren't expecting it. People are buying in. People are reacting. That's all I need from pro wrestling, man. That's all I need. Yeah, it's better to have a reaction than absolutely no reaction. Exactly. Exactly. People care. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, one thing we, we, we sort of, uh, we, again, if you've heard, go back and listen to Wednesday's episode if you haven't heard this already. But I know it's something that Cody and I started talking about before we began, so we thought we, we should mention it. Somebody asked me, I always do a Q&A at the end of my Wednesday episodes. You head over to thefacebook.com, uh, thefacebook.com, that's what my mum calls it. You head over to facebook.com and you search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can sign up to the group. I always ask for questions. And somebody asked me if they thought there was an air of racism to the Kofi Kingston story based on the fact that it was coming so soon after Black History Month. Right, yeah. Now, personally, I the way I kind of saw it was this. I don't think that it's directly racist. I think maybe, I, I read the, and again, I would just, you know, if you want the, the context, I would just implore everyone to go and read the post. It said it far better than I could. But I do think maybe there's a touch of ignorance there or a touch of just not being overly smart with the fact that, yes, it was coming out of, of Black History Month. But I certainly don't think there's any malice you know, any malice to it. I'm not saying, you know, if you are listening to this now and you think, well, that's just as bad. You're right. It is just as bad because being ignorant sometimes, you know, can be worse depending how you see it. But I didn't want to shy away from it. And I certainly didn't want it to seem like I was shying away from it on Wednesday's episode. So I thought we'd chat about it uh, briefly here. And I completely understand the other side of the coin. Like a couple of people replied to that thread and I understand their point of view. But I don't think that it, I don't think there's anything in that, or at least that's my gut feeling. And I'm not defending WWE here by any stretch of the imagination. Repeating what I said a few days ago, you know, everything with Roddy Piper back in the day, Triple H, Booker T, countless other stuff, things that Vince McMahon has said just uncalled for and not something i ever need to see in my uh, in my pro wrestling but cody i know you said that you had some opinions on it as well so i wanted to bring it up and just kind of you know not gonna lie have a much more serious and probably important conversation than we usually do on these shows but there ain't nothing wrong with that yeah um i agree with everything you just said like um what happened like, you know certain things that people have said in the past were just not called for but as for, you know, I made a joke, I think maybe a month or two ago when that Black History Month thing, like on your Facebook group, actually, I made a joke about it, but I just, it was a joke, you know, it was like, oh, it's Black History Month, you know, this is, you know, it's just funny, you know, just funny timing, coincidental, but I don't think it's a racist thing at all. I just think it's part of the story, like, because I mean, what was it, five years ago now or so, they did the thing with Daniel Bryan, yeah, and they're, they're even calling Daniel, like, they're even using the exact same lines, almost word for word, B plus player and all that stuff. So it's it they're I think they're just recycling the storyline, and because it half it happens to happen during, you know, Black History Month or something, I think it's just coincidental. 
I really don't think they would do that because they're PG-13 now and everything. And, and I think, you know, the world's changed and we're a different society now and we're more accepting. I really, really don't think they would be dumb enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I certainly don't think there is any, like I say, there is any, I don't think anybody sat down backstage and said, this is what we were going to do. Yeah, and then also, you know, Kofi would have to agree to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think it's much more. Mustafa Ali got injured. They needed someone to replace him. They thought, like, Kofi Kingston is a solid hand. We know that he can handle himself. We'll put him in there. And then from nowhere, there was this swell of popularity and people got on board. But I do always want to make it clear when I do say this stuff because I can already hear what people are saying. And I completely agree with you. You know, the, the argument or the counterpoint to that will be, yes, but even though they haven't realized it, it doesn't mean that it's not offensive. And I completely understand when people Absolutely. say that, wh- where they're coming from. Um, again, going back to what I, what I said earlier, sometimes that is worse. Because if somebody is ignorant to the situation, <laughs> you know, you don't even need to me to explain why that's bad. But again, yeah, I don't, I certainly don't think there's anything in it. And I really think, because I think the point the person was trying to make was, you know, we've just seen Kofi Kingston get beaten up by a bunch of white dudes for, for, for an hour. And I think that's just a problem with WWE in general. It does need to be more diverse. It does need to get more uh, people through the door. Um, you know, it, 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 no company should ever just be relying on white males. It's just true. Not in 2019. We should, we should certainly always be finding ways to get everybody through the door, you know, regardless of race, race gender, creed. You know, you can go, you could go through anything like that, but I don't think that ties in here. But neither am I letting WWE off the hook for things they've done in the past. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I can name like three, uh, you know, three people who are not white who are champions, you know, right now. So, or or, or two champions right now and previous champions. So it's like they they're definitely. But you made that perfect point about diversity. There isn't enough diversity right now in wrestling, which is really sad. But you know, it's just how it is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of one of those things where we are living, you know, we're li- it's a company that has, you know, it does have a lot of black marks on a terrible choice of words, but I mean, you know, it does have a lot I of, you, don't worry. yeah, yeah, on, on its record, like it does when you when you go back through some of the things they've done, you, you, you are allowed to raise an eyebrow and go, hang on a minute, wait, this, this isn't cool. But I do think it's better now than it has been. Again, doesn't mean that it's perfect, but hopefully... It's a sign of things to come and hopefully everything with the women's evolution and, you know, getting them into the main event of WrestleMania, which I still hope for, can bleed down into, you know, into other ways. And again, maybe hopefully Kofi Kingston wins the world title. He certainly should do after everything he's been through. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can't imagine the what the reaction. I mean, the reaction last night on Twitter was pretty bad. I mean, I can only imagine if that doesn't happen at Mania. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it would be awful in the same way that it was awful when Booker T didn't win. Uh, I know that yeah. one was different because that was, you know, overtly, you know, the undertones were racism. The phrases that Triple H used were, they just were. They, I don't think anybody could argue that. So I, I would argue that one is a thousand times worse just because Kofi Kingston had to win to say, look, you can't say these things. You can't act that way. You know, you've got to be, you've got to be a good person, uh, you know, to, to make it in the world. And that's not the story that we were told. Uh, here, I don't think there's any undertones whatsoever. I just want to make that clear. But I do, yeah. tie, I, I, I do, I do understand the. It's it's very, very poor timing by WWE. And again, just to make sure that everybody's voice is heard, I know there's so many people listening to this now, going, "Oh, it's political correctness <laughs> gone mad," and I can't believe you're talking about this. Well, that's not fair. Everybody deserves an opinion. Everybody deserves a platform. And I think the most important thing we can do as human beings, you know, forgetting everything else, is making sure that we do tackle these big. 
big subjects and we do put our opinions out there in a morally proper and positive way and hopefully get to the point where we're not only educating each other but you know allowing other people to see our viewpoints that's just going to help everyone so right absolutely yeah so that's Kobe Kingston uh, again I can't believe he's not going to win at Wrestlemania if they don't do it they better have a damn good plan or a damn good explanation uh their get out clause of course tying into the other thing I want to talk about is obviously the women's main event for the Raw Women's Championship because of yes. course if Kofi Kingston didn't win halfway through the show but it ends with Becky Lynch winning you know your average WWE fan's gonna go okay that sucked but at least we've seen that happen many times before but fill me in dude what do you think like I say a lot of people feel like it's run out of steam maybe overbooked a little bit I personally thought Ronda Rousey was terrific on Raw I like this new persona but how have you found it man I mean there's been a lot of well like I say just twists and turns ever since we last spoke yeah actually last Last time we spoke, it was in the summer, and I was speculating or hoping that it would be Shayna versus Ronda at WrestleMania. And you did say that, that. yeah, I remember that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was it'd be a pretty cool idea, maybe in the future. But um, you guys were spe- speculating Charlotte versus Ronda, and uh, now we have Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. But as for Ronda's character, I think she's great in the ring. I absolutely love watching her go. <laughs> um, and her new heel persona, badass thing, whatever she's going on about, is pretty cool. Yeah. The only thing I kind of don't like is certain videos. <laughs> like, well, talk I had about to laugh. Yeah, talk about it, man. Go on, go nuts. Fill me in. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, I got a, I got a kick out of this. and you, you know, I'm Canadian. And she was in Canada, in Toronto, I believe. And she was asking Canadians what we don't like so that she, or like what would be offensive for her to use <laughs> was she yo yeah there's a video online about it and she was like what what else do can or canadians not like let me diss that too it's like you're asking your audience for ammo <laughs> yeah that, that what what kind like, of little... <laughs> what fe- what feedback did she get i mean what did people say all people were just cheering you know like oh right she was in a car she was driving down and people were like and someone tried to get her autograph, and she's like, "I'm not." And then she said something the lines of like, "I don't, um, I'm not allowed to like you right now, or something." Like she was breaking that, <laughs> like you know, because she's a heel, right? So she's not allowed to like people right now. And then she's like, "Oh yeah, can uh, Canadians love poutine? I'm gonna diss that too." And I was like, "What are you going on about?" Like as a Canadian, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I think I think that kind of sums up how I feel about this whole angle. Like I don't mind it at all. I think I've made it quite clear that if people are responding and reacting, I don't really worry about the long term of WWE anymore because, it, who knows? again, everything was doom and gloom a couple of years ago and then WWE signed two billion TV contracts. So I've kind of taught myself just live in the moment and see where it goes. But I will say, when it comes to angles when you break the fourth wall or kayfabe, I much prefer when it's presented to me like the way that AJ Styles and Randy Orton did it, where it's just thrown into the ether and you either do it or you either get it or you don't, as opposed to the Ronda Rousey way of Michael Cole saying, oh, Ronda Rousey's gone rogue. It's like, well, no, you should know that she's gone rogue because that yes. way you, you are telling me that there is a script and she's gone off the script, whereas you know Randy Orton making TNA references, well, again, that's just that's inside of baseball. It's the term I keep using, but it's, it's the best one. But, you know, once, again, it's that classic thing. Once all the walls started to, to tumble down, then there is no fourth wall. It's just a big open space. And I think maybe they went too far with that with Ronda, but they have pulled back massively. Uh, well, at least I thought they'd pull back massively on Raw. I know that the point was, you know, they're trying to get across this idea that she was able to beat Dana Brooke so quickly because she's a shoot fighter. And she's right. got... But I didn't... I don't think that was overly done. I think, again, there were hints that that was the case, but it wasn't, like, smacked into my face or anything like that. 
Yeah, I mean, like her character on Raw is, is pretty interesting, and I'm not gonna like. I'm actually a little bit more interested now that she's gone heel. Like, yeah, I, like I agree. Yeah. The way she's acting. Um, Becky, and as you said earlier, like it's kind of the feeds kind of like calm down a bit. And you're right, like you're completely right with that. Um, this week on SmackDown, for instance, when Kevin Owens was in between them or in between Becky and Charlotte, I was just like. And then they, they started fighting a bit, and I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but it's definitely cooled down. <laughs> I, think like ha- I think it had to as well. They did so much in short, short space of time, and they pulled the trigger so early on. I remember there still being like eight weeks to go. And I yeah. was, um, not eight, maybe five or six, I remember thinking, what else are we possibly going to do? And that's when all the kayfabe stuff came into it, and that kind of lasted a couple of weeks. But the modern wrestling fan moves on so quickly. I mean, that's why we've shifted from Becky to Kofi, because that's the new sparkly toy, right? That's Malibu Stacy yep. with a hat on. And that, Malibu Stacy, yeah, I mean, that, that is what you know, we as wrestling fans do. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's very different to how wrestling fans used to be, and that's cool. I got no problem with it whatsoever, and I'm sure the, the the counterpoint again to that would be, well, it's the way they're all booked. But you, you, I think sometimes you just got to go with it. Like I said earlier, you just got to take it as it goes, judge each show on its own merit, and the next week, like, look at Drew McIntyre, right? Drew McIntyre yeah. was part of that awful group, but two weeks ago, and now to me, he's the best heel in the company. You know, he comes across like a, using their words, not mine, he comes across like a Scottish psychopath and yeah. he seems a bit deranged and he kicks people's asses. And, you know, even though you can debate the merits of having him beat Seth Rollins, we're still sat here on, what is it, the 20th of March, whatever date is today. And he has beaten all three members of the Shield in one way or yep. another, which is what he said he's going to do. So he's backing himself up. It's not a Bray Wyatt situation. It's not Boy Who Cried Wolf. And I'm all right with that, man. I like the fact that we've managed to shift this around so quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I guess we're talking about Drew now. Do you uh, do you mind if I uh, mention uh, some things? Dude, you can talk about whatever the hell you want, my friend. This is your time. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Drew McIntyre, I just I remember when he was the chosen one by Vince McMahon when he came in. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious he, to go look at him now as well. He looks so young. So yeah, young. Yeah, he was so young. He was teaming up with Jinder Mahal and uh, what's we call it? Um... Oh my god! What's this red, red hair guy? Um, Shame. Oh my god! No. Um, red hair guy. The, oh, he's later. He's later. He's later. He's later. Yes, yeah. he's later. My goodness! I was gonna say he's got kids. <laughs> he, does, he does have kids, man. Uh, um, but yeah, he's later, and it was, then he left, and he he got you know he got better, he got bigger, he got you know it just he became you know a, a show all on his own. And he's back now, and they're building him up, and I'm, I'm glad they're building him back up again after that three, you know, Baron Corbin, whatever thing. But the only thing I don't like about Dean or, or, or uh, Drew right now, but it was kind of off air, so it doesn't really count. But you know, the couple of weeks ago, he took Dean Ambrose out in that awesome match on Raw. Like, that was pretty cool. Um, but the week after, like actually it was this week Raw maybe when Rollins was getting beat up. I don't know. Either way, Dean came out at the when the show ended. Yeah, what was that there. about, right? I only found out like uh, I think yesterday. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that kind of takes away from what Drew did to Dean. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it was, I mean, it was a WWE exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just on, I think it's on, I'll go to the YouTube channel now as you talk. I think it's just there to do whatever you want to do with it. It hasn't tied into the story. I don't know whether it was just for the live crowd, but you're right. I mean, it is that bizarre thing that WWE seemed to do where if the cameras aren't on, it didn't happen. Yeah. In a social media world, I'm not sure. Yeah, there was a thing. What you didn't see after Raw went off air, Raw exclusive, 
March 18th, 2019. It's done 3.1 million views, which, if you're, if you're interested, is more than any other video from Raw. Wow. <laughs> so it got seen by, in terms of the YouTube world, of course, it got seen, well, actually, technically, it got seen by more people that watch Raw because Raw's rating this week was 2.7. So yes. does that carry more merit? Does it carry less weight? I don't know. Very interesting. Very strange. Yeah, I'm not sure. And Dean Ambrose, uh, like, I know he was supposed to be, or like, I mean, the word is he's leaving or it's a work. We don't know. But I mean, I thought that was a perfect exit if he was leaving. Like when he got kicked in that, that, um, does that stair holder thing or whatever? Yeah, I, I think so as well, because, you know, like we've been talking about, it's cemented where Drew has gotten himself to. Now, yeah. now he is a badass and he took somebody out. Like that to me speaks volumes. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like, oh, you see you next week on Raw, so Dean Ambrose is perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm like, it, it kind of, it takes that belief away, you know? I think if we are talking about trying to buy into the product in 2019, everybody has a social, well, everybody, but a large portion of people have a social media account. So yes. to, you know, they are going to see that. And while, you know, on a, on a conscious level, you can probably just forget about it. Sort of subconsciously, it does, it does get in there and it, it can make you... You know, again, subconsciously just think, well, I know that he's there. And you don't want to do that. You want to be able to suspend your disbelief as, as much as possible. And I think WWE's done a great, especially, again, going back to the Kofi Kingston thing. And you know, I think that's why people reacted so badly, because they actually think the Vincent Match is trying to screw over Kofi Kingston, even though it's <laughs> not. So, yeah. I mean, look, you know, just again, just following on from that, they did the same thing on SmackDown after, uh, you know, in terms of the exclusive web stuff. And it was all about the New Day thinking of quitting the WWE. And that was really well done. That tied into the storyline. There was no, you know, it, it didn't break any storyline. So I, I don't really know what their MO is at the moment. But I would totally agree with you. It was it was an odd one. Yeah. But I mean, as for Drew McIntyre, though, himself, like I'm, I really hope they give him a world title after Mania. I so hope they do. Because I don't, I don't care if it's universal. I don't care if it's a WWE champion. I don't care which direction he goes, SmackDown or Raw, because of the shakeup. But... My word, he is so good. <laughs> it's going to be interesting post-WrestleMania because I don't know. In fact, while I've got you on and while we're not going to talk before uh, WrestleMania, I don't okay. know what they're going to do at WrestleMania because, I mean, it is going to be, you know, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. It hasn't officially been put on the card, but, I mean, of course, if they don't, what on earth has happened? Who wins right. that match? Because you can't have Roman Reigns lose. I think that would be crazy. Like, regardless of what anybody thinks about Roman Reigns and what has happened, you know, having a disease like that and getting over it is more important than anything they can do in pro wrestling. Oh, but, my gosh. So, but, but at the same time, you know, if you want to, you know, if, if, if you want to capitalize on it, I hate that word because that's not what I mean, but you can't have this amazing comeback where people have all this good shit and then just have him lose, especially not because on Raw we saw him get his head kicked in and get a concussion. But by that same token, to build Drew McIntyre up to the point he feels like a credible threat to Roman Reigns and then just have him lose, I kind of feel like it puts you in a bad position post-mania because then you, I don't know where that leaves Drew McIntyre and hopefully Seth Rollins wins and he's going to need opponents. It could even be Roman Reigns depending on what they want to do, but I mean, how do you see that going? Because I don't, I don't know how I would book that. I mean, I would, I would probably err towards Roman just because he's a bigger deal in the company. But that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. I have a safe, like, possible two suggestions. But, I, you know, I don't know. So WWE just does whatever they want. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first thing would be Roman Reigns versus Drew, of course. Um, the ending would be Roman winning, but then Drew going absolutely psycho and beating the living hell out of him. That, that, way, that Yeah, that works. That works. It's good balance. 
Yeah, that way Reigns, you know, gets still gets that victory, but then because you know they could still they they keep mentioning you know what he went through, right, and how he's not the same and how he's not as strong as he used to be. So they could kind of still use that angle, and Drew would just completely annihilate him, and then they kind of build that up until maybe the next pay per view. I don't know. Um, and that would be Roman's next kind of official feud, right? Um, or we could have Drew. Or, or the or the match ends in a DQ where Reigns still wins by DQ, but then we have again Drew McIntyre going off crazy. So that's the only other two like little options I can see that where it would be safe and build up both guys. <laughs> I actually think you could get away with a DQ on that match because it's not gonna it's not it's gonna be slapped in the middle of the card like it could even I, mean, I don't think it would open the show, but it certainly could open the show. So I actually think, yeah, you probably get away with that. To be fair, I, I don't. It may annoy some people, but I ultimately think it, I don't mean this in a bad way. But it's a nothing match, right? It doesn't really matter what what you do on it. It's still Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. So why not? Why not? As long as it's the only match that they did that on, I think that's a great way to get out of it. And then you know, hopefully Drew gets the right. And I do think it's a big deal being in the ring with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He's headlined the last four. Uh, obviously, he did lose last year to Brock Lesnar, but at the same time, he's beat The Undertaker, he beat Triple H, and obviously, he was involved in the craziness with Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar a few years ago. In fact, I kind of see WrestleMania 35 in the same way that I see WrestleMania 31. I remember before 31, everybody was down on it and saying, this is crap, this is rubbish, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. And by and large, I think when it was done, most people were like, oh, that was great, especially, you know, sometimes you can get away with a mediocre card if the ending is amazing, as it was, then that will be fine. And I think there is enough good on paper that 35 could do the same thing. Was that the mania that was thirty one? The mania that had the triple threat of Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte. That's a great question, dude. I will tell you. I don't know if that was thirty one or thirty two, but I, I absolutely love that triple threat match. That's still the show. Thirty one was as I look for it. Kalisto defeated Ryback. Team Total Divas defeated Team Bad. Oh god! Uh, the Usos beat the Dudley Boys. Zack Ryder beat Dolph Ziggler to win the IC and so on and so forth to be the IC Championship. Chris Jericho defeated AJ Styles. League of Nation defeated the New Day. Is this thirty one? Is that thirty two? I was going to say that's not thirty one. Stupid Wikipedia. Hang on. <laughs> I was going to say I was there. I know this one. Right, thirty one. Much better. Uh, my gosh, no, it's not that one. That was Tyson Kidd and Cesaro defeated Los Matadores, the New Day, and the Usos. Big Show uh, won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Daniel Bryan beat Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, Luke Harper, and R-Truth. Randy Orton defeated Seth Rollins. Triple H defeated Sting. AJ Lee and Paige defeated the Bella Twins. John Cena defeated Rusev. The Undertaker beat Bray Wyatt, and obviously Seth Rollins won the main event. That, oh, that was the one he, where he cashed in. That's right. That's the one that everybody was like, right. oh, and, then they, and then they loved it. The triple threat, I think, must have been on 32. Yes. Charlotte defeated Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks by submission for the WWE Women's Championship. Yeah, that was 32. I think that match stole the show, personally. But... Oh, I loved it. Dude, I tell you, man, I still think Charlotte versus Oscar from last year. I, I know that it sucked what happened to Oscar afterwards, and that, <laughs> you know... Yeah, well, take all that and throw it away. I think the match itself was awesome. And that was the first time I kind of knew anyway, but that was the first time I really kind of sat up and went, Oh my gosh, wait, Charlotte's brilliant. Like Charlotte is, <laughs> she's not just a good women's wrestler. She is a good wrestler full stop. Like we should get rid of that word entirely because you know, she could probably, you know, probably go toe to toe with any of them. Really. I think she's great. Oh, love or hate Charlotte Flair. She is the whole damn package. Oh yeah, that's why I didn't understand why everyone. Oh, I don't. I don't want her in the in the main event of WrestleMania. Low key, I was like, I do. 
because I think it will make the match better. <laughs> like, I, I absolutely I, want her in the main event. I just don't want her to win. <laughs> no, I, I don't think she needs to win. You're right. I think she's become she's, she's been a big enough asshole that I kind of still want her to lose. Although, as I say all the time, and I know people always say, Miller, don't say these things. I'm, I can't help it. If she did win or Ronda Rousey win, I would love it just to see the internet reaction. Now, this is, a, this is a whole other thing that's happening in the world of wrestling now, where some right. people will get so mad, and some people will blow up to a certain degree, and honestly, from the bottom of my heart, bless those people, you, you make wrestling so much more fun, and as long as, <laughs> as long as it's like, you know, you're not letting it ruin your life, then, they, but that's become part of the entertainment for me, so how bad is that? Sometimes I do want WWE to troll the audience, just so I can go online and go, here we go, that's not good, I shouldn't want to do that, but I do, it cracks me up. <laughs> No, yeah, it's like that, uh, here we go, like the Joker line from the Batman, right? It is, Um, exactly like that. And, you know, some people are never going to be pleased, so you're always going to get it in some degree. But no, I mean, Becky Becky Lynch should win, I think. But again, I'm not not adverse to the contrary. I'm really not. (laughs) I don't think Ronda will take the pin, though. That's the big question, isn't it? I think that's kind of what makes it interesting, too. I mean, I, I, I would be inclined to agree with you. I mean, they are know, building, right? Yeah, well, they are building her up to be like a total asshole. Like she just just pissed off everybody. She's so tired of this and everything. So, and there's also you know she's possibly leaving after Mania to you know do stuff and you know personal stuff for her. So, I mean, they could. I don't know. We'll see. But I I I would imagine they would just because that's why Charlotte didn't get beaten at Fastlane, right? She never got pinned. She didn't get submitted. And it's to try and keep her as protected as possible because she'll take the pin at WrestleMania. Oh, the submission, I would guess. The submission. So I, I, I'm cool with that. And if Ronda hangs around, great. If she goes, great. You know, I, I've had a good time with her being there. I'm, I'm all right. I, I think that as long as Becky Lynch wins, I think there's a thousand ways they could go and everyone's going to be happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's held the title now for a full year, right? She won she it. Be, uh, yeah, she bliss, pretty right? much. Yeah, pretty much a month after WrestleMania or a couple of months. Yeah, so she pretty much, man, which is yeah. crazy, right? I mean, th- that doesn't hurt that belt at all. She beat my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she did, dude. She did, who right now is just hosting talk shows. You know what, though? On it, The talk shows have been a little dull. I'll give her that. But, I mean, I'm biased because I love her. Yeah, of course. But, um. As for her hosting Mania, I think that's just the perfect place for her to be right now because there's no really place for any other female star to really start something right now. Yeah. So I think just have her do the Mania thing, and then as long as she's cleared still to wrestle, start a good feud with maybe Nikki Cross afterwards or when Ember Moon comes back or just I, I, I build her up again to that title picture. Or I think she'll go over to SmackDown and win the title over there. I think I, I think a shift would be really good. I mean, I am so sick of chat shows because I just kind of feel like they're being using as a get out clause now, and they don't have any other creative ideas. And I think they've become yep. redundant. I really do. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the same that. the same goes for Kevin Owens. Like as soon as on this week's SmackDown, we went, "It's the Kevin Owens show." I was like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" We brought back Kevin <laughs> Owens so we could do a Kevin Owens show. And I, I honestly, it and this is why I completely agree with you about Alexa Bliss being. The, the host and not trying to shoehorn her into anything because that's basically what's happened to Kevin Owens. We brought yep. him back too quickly because of the Kofi Kingston stuff. Okay, I get it, but there were other options. And now it, even he is tweeting out he doesn't even know he's going to be on the WrestleMania card when, again, we never know how much we can believe with the internet. But it did certainly seem like he was meant to be Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens in the World Championship match at WrestleMania. Things change, and that's great. I want the WWE to be organic and all those stupid words. But I certainly don't want... 
I just I can't believe that we're three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, back into a Kevin Owens return, and all we have for him is doing the Kevin Owens show, and he has no WrestleMania match. It's preposterous. That's why, my gosh, don't bring don't bring Sami Zayn back either. Hold Sami Zayn. Imagine Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had come back on the Raw and SmackDown after 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 WrestleMania. Been so much better, and it would have felt fresh and exciting and original. Yeah, no, I agree. I when 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 Kevin Owens came back for Fastlane, I was like, "What is going on here?" Like, I know there was a lot of speculation about him coming after Mania, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool with that." I mean, between you and me, I wasn't a huge Owens fan. However, like his character, but his in ring ability—oh my god! Like his matches with Sammy and NXT and other matches he's had. Like he is an amazing wrestler, and I'm happy they gave him the stunner. Um, but his timing was just come back after mania if only after mania like there's just there's too many bodies right now in the kitchen and there's just it just made things worse <laughs> no, i did and it really did and i i, I it's, it's perplexing but you know i guess that's just wwe for you i just I, well, we'll see I, I just i dread that he's going to be in the andre the giant memorial battle royal and that's all we're going to do with him it's just yeah. I, I just find it crazy and i'm not a massive fan of his face turn either i was talking about this in the podcast on wednesday i much prefer when a guy goes from heel to face or face to heel, he's the same person, much like Daniel Bryan to a certain extent, although he's turned it up. They're the same person, but their intentions and their yes. their beliefs are different. And that's why The Miz, I thought, I'd noticed some sort of criticism for The Miz on, on, on SmackDown. I thought he did quite well. But The Miz is still The Miz. Like when the crowd, I'm repeating myself, but when the crowd was chanting, you deserve it, he went, mm-hmm. you're damn right I do because he's the Miz. He's still arrogant. He's, he's still got an yeah. ego. But now he's almost the lesser of two evils. And you can become a face by being the lesser of two evils. There's nothing wrong with that. So I much prefer it when they do that. Kevin Owens feels like he's come back and he's a nice guy and he's buddy-buddy with Kofi Kingston and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I don't... That to me always feels really awkward. It's like when Naomi, when Naomi went heel years ago and all of a sudden yeah. she was like, oh, I'm a mean guy. Like, no, this doesn't work. You can't just shift like that. It's not believable. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing can be said. I mean, with, I mean, it's more believable with the Triple H and Batista storyline a little bit, but Triple think, H is kind of heel-ish. Oh, dude, don't even get me started on the McMahon like right family. Now? Like, like I just don't right know. now with this character? Yeah, you're right, he is, because I think if you actually listen to what's being said, yes, he is, he's the bad guy, absolutely. But Batista attacking a 70-year-old man and everything and how he's acting makes him a heel. <laughs> so in a sense, it's like, Triple H is kind of the face in this situation, I think. I guess I mean, Triple H treated Batista technically all this bad behind the scenes, but we didn't see that. But then to beat up a 70-year-old man is like, ah. <laughs> I think you're right. Again, I think it's, yeah, while Batista may be justified, you don't beat up a 70-year-old man. That's basically what it breaks down to. Yeah, um, I was what, actually, um, I'm going I'm I'm to give a shout out to my, my, uh, my friend Ryan there because he's been new to wrestling since Last Mania. He came in at Last Mania and um, he's been learning, you know, everything that the heel, the face and everything. And it's been confusing, right? Because like, you, you made a good point on that. Um, I forget which video it was, maybe your kayfabe video. Um, but it's so difficult and confusing for new fans or casual fans, like to do the heel face, heel face. You know, it's just impossible. (laughs) Impossible. I I, I said to him, it was a joke. I was like, well, don't go watch big shows career. (laughs) I mean, right. Where do you end up? Yeah. It's like, but I mean, our hardcore fans like who watch it, you know, religiously all the time, know what's going on and understand the heel face thing. But new fans are like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely no, absolutely dude it, it's it's 
how how could you keep without knowing the sort of delicacies of uh, delicacies is the wrong word the intricacies of pro wrestling? How could you keep up with it? How could you keep up with Mojo Rawley just disappearing from TV? Oh how, could, how could you keep up with someone? How do you, what do you do? How do you do it? Because you don't know how wrestling. We know how wrestling works, right? So it's yeah. fine. But if you don't, baffling. Uh, yeah. It, could we you know, could we touch on the tag division for the women's? You absolutely can, dude. Go 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 nuts because that's an interesting match to say the least, right? It's very yeah, very very weird. You were, yeah, you were mentioning like possibly four to five opponents, and I was like, yeah, that's a bit too much in my opinion. I mean, I'd be kind of okay with the four, but I think it should just stick to a triple threat or under, or just keep it one on one. Because I mean, I know it's mania. Everybody, you know, they're getting everybody on that card, but I personally, you know, think that the Iconics are next in line to win it. And if they're not going to win it, they're going to win it soon because. As annoying as they are, and I can't, uh, hell has frozen over because now I'm cheering for the Iconics. And I couldn't stand them. <laughs> I couldn't stand them for the longest time. But that's because they didn't have a place. There was no place for them. They just came out, interrupted things, and were annoying. Now that they're a tag division, they are the most in sync tag team that's available on WWE. They, they go off each other. They're always like just doing everything that they, they can do, and they're always just. They have good in wrestling chemistry. They're actually not bad. Peyton Royce is actually really, really good in the ring. I've watched her on NXT. And I just really want to get them to tag titles because they would be such such a heel group. And so many people would be pissed off. And so many would people want to tune in because they don't want them to have the titles. Yeah. What do you think? I, what do you think the Iconics? I, I mean, the Iconics are an interesting one because they are obviously really, 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 really annoying. But yeah. the, point, yeah. the, the oh, yeah. point is, is they're meant to be annoying, right? Like that's the whole, you, you can't get too mad at it because that's the idea. They're, they're, they're meant to piss you off. And, you know, it's hard to think of anybody else in in wrestling that does it as well as them, to be honest. I mean, there's a few, but, you know, no, nothing really springs to mind. So in, yeah. that, in that sense, they, they, they do great. I, I think the thing for me when it comes to the women's tag team division is I would rather a one-on-one feud just because I think that's a better way and a faster way to get uh, a, new, a new set of belts over. When you kind of throw – and also when you throw everyone into the mix, that's like a year's worth of feuds. We could have done Nia Jack versus Tamina. Then we could have done the Iconics. Then we could have done – I mean, well, maybe you do Beth Phoenix and Natalia first if Beth Phoenix wants to come back for WrestleMania. I get that. But to just – you know, go all out with it. And I understand that WWE likes to get everybody on the show, but, you know, let's say that Sasha Banks and Bailey retain, then what do you do? Like, what's the, what, what's the, what's the next plan? So I was a bit surprised. I was, I, was a bit, I was a bit surprised about that. But I think the key is that we do have women's tag team titles. I wouldn't be adverse to giving it to the Iconics, you know. I think sometimes in wrestling, it's not even about what you can do in the ring. It's about how much you can piss people off. And yep. they, they, like I've already touched upon, they do a great job of that. And they would probably get the fans so desperate to see them lose that they'd go all out. Do you know what I mean? They'd go all out to ensure they just would. They 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 would just go all out. So oh yeah, they, they could milk that to the cows come home. Like really, they could. And I mean, I can't like I am like when when Mania happens, if Iconics are actually in that match, I'm gonna be cheering for the Iconics. I mean, I like Sasha and Bailey, but the Boston Hug connection name that's gotta. But um, I do like them as a tag team, but I just they're not like. They're not as in sync as the Iconics. Like even, I mean, I think Tamina and and uh, Nia Jax already had their chance at Fastlane. They're done now for a few months. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need to see them as champs. Like, you can do individual stuff with them. You can keep them together, but it's not the time. It just isn't. No, like I don't mind them as a tag team. I think they work. Like even a few months ago, even be- like before they were a tag team, I could see them becoming a tag team. I remember you weren't too keen on that, but 
um, I could see it. And then they did become then they did become a tag team. And I was like, if they had the tag titles, they'd be two like big athletes who would just run through anybody. Like build them strong. They don't need to talk much. Kind of like you know, Bludgeon Brothers or Heavy Machinery or something like that. Like something something badass, right? But they're not doing that with them. They're kind of making them look just kind of dull. So it's I, I cannot get behind them for the life of me. So it it's like <laughs> I love Tamina, but they don't do anything with her. <laughs> Nobody is meaner than Tamina Cody. Don't yeah, forget. So no, but I couldn't believe it. It looked like she'd made a jumper for herself. Honestly, yep, yep. I, I bought that so fast. I bought that <laughs> top so fast. It was absolutely hilarious. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I don't mind Bailey and Sasha Banks retaining because, again, I think that adds more weight to the titles and, and, and you don't just throw them around. And I don't mind Natalia and Beth Phoenix being in it either. Look, Beth Phoenix is someone that probably came along before her time, if that makes sense. Like if she was in the division now, because she's got the size... And, oh my god, you're right. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I actually think I she'd that Phoenix back in the day. She was great. Yeah, I think she'd fit in quite well, to to, to be completely honest. So it, even that yeah. even that joke relationship between uh, Santina Morella and Beth Phoenix was amusing. <laughs> I like that. Somebody was talking to me about uh, Santina Morella the other day. And, yeah. and when he won Miss WrestleMania, I was like, Can you imagine they did that now? They would be killed for all the right Sant- reasons. Santina Morella and Beth Phoenix for the take titles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that wig back. Uh, but yeah. no, I, you know, I think it'll be good. I think it's one of those, again, if we're going to have like 14 matches on this card, the good thing about it is that even if some don't live up to expectations, it's like, it's like Ken Dodd jokes, who was a British comedian. He just, his, his whole shtick when it came to comedy was joke, 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 joke. And five would be awful and five would be brilliant, but you forgot the bad ones because the five ones were so good. And I kind of see that as this WrestleMania card. They're going to fly through it and, you know, just try and establish whatever kind of groundwork they can what do you think about the Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins stuff for the Universal Championship I, I've saw a lot um, of people think a lot of people think it's underwhelming I quite like it I think that Baron Baron Corbin I think that Brock Lesnar is going to be up for this don't know why just my gut yeah uh, just, just before we touch on Lesnar and Rollins though another potential for like where where does Sasha and Bailey go if they retain yeah um, I know there's also speculation of uh, Kyrie and EO. of course that's the, they're the NXT team of course so I mean they could possibly, and I think they're an, also an excellent team as well. So potentially there. But as for Lesnar and Rollins, I think it's interesting how they're they haven't like they're making Rollins this super underdog, which he kind of is, and he totally is. But they're not touching on like I'm surprised Rollins hasn't said to Lesnar like, "Hey man, are you forgetting the fact that I already took the title from you once?" Like that is weird. They're hanging away. Why are they hanging away from that? I don't know. Yeah, it's like. That's the iconic thing. Like, there's pictures. It's a mania moment. It's coming up at mania again, even though it's five, I think five or four years later or something. We just talked about that WrestleMania 31, wasn't it? 32. Yeah, 31. Yeah, 31. Yeah. Yeah. So it's four WrestleManias ago. It was only four years ago. I mean, he. I think he pinned Reigns, though. He didn't pin Lesnar. He did pin Reigns. You are correct. Yeah. So even though he pinned Reigns, he still took the title from Lesnar, and that's a big deal. But yeah, do you, remember, so, do you remember the next night on Raw? He got chased over everywhere. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Lesnar was like crazy. He was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so it's like, why? Like, if, Rollins did it. Whether it was, you know, money in the bank or not, he still did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I'm, I'm with you, man. It's like when um, Triple H fought The Undertaker at 28 or 27 or whenever the hell it was, and they never mentioned their match they had years previous at WrestleMania. It's like, we know it happened. Talk about yeah. it. Like, stop pretending. Exactly. Like, I mean, that was the time where I actually didn't care much for Rollins, but I mean, I've 
his heel character just drove me absolutely crazy. But that's the point, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I always knew he was good in the ring, but then when he took that injury, that's when I really, really missed him. And he came back and he built himself up, healed the face, you know, whatever, and he was good. But I, I, if he went heel now, I would still like him as much. Like Rollins is a cash grab. Like he's amazing, absolutely amazing. And I really, really hope Rollins beats Lesnar, but I'm worried because of one thing. And uh, in Canada here, on the where it shows uh, the wrestling um, on the channel, I think it's sports or, or the score maybe or something like that. Anyway, um, they're advertising matches for After Mania for the for the draft. Okay. And two of the matches got me worried for the outcome of Mania. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, do you want to hear them? Oh, dude, you you damn right I do, my friend. All right, it's um, Rollins versus Bobby Lashley for the IC title. Rollins, oh, yeah, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, are they going to have Rollins have both titles again, or are they going to actually have him lose? And there's also Charlotte versus Becky versus Oscar for the title for the women's SmackDown title. Hmm. So this, I mean, obviously it could just be, you know, false advertisement. They haven't gotten around to it, but every single week for the past three or four weeks, every time Ron SmackDown are on, they air those consistently, like consistently back to back to back. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want them to lose. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to advertise something, right? You can't, yeah, it's really hard. This is why I think WWE. I think it's where it gets difficult because you have to advertise something. You can't just not. You know, you have to plan, but you can't just pretend nothing's happening post Mania. But at the same time, you don't want to give away what you're doing, so you kind of have to book on the, the situation you have now, even though you know it's going to change. So I, yeah, I, 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 I go on, man. Oh, the card is always subject to change. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. So I, I think in that sense, I think they're probably just two matches that sounded good on on paper. So they're like, okay, well, we'll just go with this for now. But look, I do think Roman Reigns being back in the picture presents a potential swerve, depending on what WWE wants to do. Maybe they do want to go back to, to the well and go, because that was, you know, Seth Rollins was never going to be in this position anyway. I doubt very much. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what my gut always told me. So maybe they do push him down into the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I hope they don't. I think it'd be a really bad idea. But there is, there is no way to know. There is no way to know. Yeah, there's. I just, you know, I was just talking to my um, my partner there. I think last night or the night before about Lesnar. He doesn't. He wants Lesnar to go away. And <laughs> Sorry, he just I love, can't stand it. I love and it when people like, say you know that's so good. Yeah, and you, I was like, you know what? I get that from a certain point, but I love watching Lesnar fight. Like, I love his ma- I love watching him go. Like, yeah, me too. But as for a universal title holder, like if he was any other feud, like. You know, he mentioned Finn Balor. He mentioned AJ Styles. Like, all these different guys. I love every single match. But if you take the title off of Lesnar, I'll love him. I just, I want that title on Raw so bad. And I I was happy when it was on Reigns and then that awful thing happened to him. But I just, I think that's one of the main reasons Raw is suffering in ratings is because of that universal title. Like, when it's on, you look at it and you're like, oh my god, that title, it's on, it's back. You know, you get excited. And then it's gone again, and you're like, oh, it's back to the same old thing for three or four weeks. Yeah. So it's – I don't know what they're doing with that. Like I'm not a creative genius when it comes to this stuff. Obviously, you know, Vince McMahon knows what he's – I mean he, that's debatable for those sometimes. But 
for the most part, he is a creative genius. He, he built the WWE. He's brought it this far. I mean, he has a team, but still. So on some level, he might know what he's – I mean, he, I guess he knows what he's doing maybe with this. I don't know, but ratings don't lie. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, you're right. I mean, I, I like Brock Lesnar. Um, but the, the Universal Championship needs to be back on the on the, on the TV because you need to have like a, a, an overarching goal for people to strive for. And yeah. I, I don't mind Lesnar's deal. I don't mind him coming and going. I didn't even mind the title reign the first time he had it. But everything runs its course, you know. Everything everything runs out of steam, and I certainly think that's happened here. And yeah, one of the reasons I love watching Lesnar matches like yourself is when he's motivated, and I think he's going to be motivated against Seth Rollins, which is why I'm excited about it. I yeah. feel like he brings something different to, to WWE. But we absolutely do need to get to, you know, post, much like last year, I can't believe we're having the conversation again, but much like last year, we just need to cement that belt back on Raw. You know, we need to just expect it. We need to get to the point where we don't want to see the belt. Do you know what I mean? That's how much we need to go. We need to get sick of the belt because we've gone so far the other way, we start need to go in a very intense direction, the other, the other direction as well. I think it, I, I think Seth Rollins will win. I, I, sometimes I think I forget what WWE does, but I, <laughs> I think Seth Rollins will win. I'm confident. And yeah, I I I don't I just do I I think we're going to be okay, and I'm gonna I'm going to keep both fingers crossed that they won't do what they've done on many occasions before and pull the wool over our eyes. Maybe somewhere else on the card, but when it comes to this, nice and easy. Look, if you want to do Rollins versus Reigns coming out the back of it for the Universal Title, cool. If you want to give the IC title to Seth Rollins and he's the Universal Champion, cool. I don't care. But this is one of the ones where I think you just need to stay the course. Don't muck around. And I think a lot of people would appreciate it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And what also people, I think some people for often forget is in matches like this, Lesnar knows how to sell really, really well. Oh, I, man, when he's up for it, he's one of the best. And I mean yeah. that, and people get mad, but he really, really is. Yeah, like I mean, I don't like his character because I'm not supposed to, right? That's just how it's being built, booked right now. Yeah. But I just... I do like uh, what we were just talking about. I love watching him go. Like he can go, and he's like, what is he now? Almost fifty. Uh, I'll tell you, man. I, I think he, I think he's early forties, but I don't know how. Early forties. Okay. I don't know how true that is. I've said that. I actually have no idea. Brock Lesnar is, according to the magic word of the internet, forty-one. Yeah, so he's just forty-one. Early forties. Okay. Whoops. Sorry, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just aged him. You just gave him nine <laughs> years, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get a knock on my door later. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> he does does live up that way, man. He does live in Canada. He does have so, a yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be alright. I think you'll be alright. No, I don't. But um, yeah, he just he knows how to sell well, and if. I wouldn't even mind if Raw, if Lesnar did keep the title, if he just showed up on Raw like maybe every two weeks yeah, or something and just even wrestled like even a five-minute match or something because he hasn't wrestled on Raw in years. Like I think it's, over, it's been over a decade. I think it's 15 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't so had a match on Raw in 15 years. And I know he has this special contract, but I mean we have – we have dipped into that before. Like on Raw, they're like, you have to defend the title every 30 days or you have to face a match, blah, 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 blah. Like I think actually even that happened to The Miz at one point. Um, like he, he refused to defend his title or something like that. And they were like, well, we're going to strip you if you don't defend it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Man, it's happened a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, why? I mean, I know Lesnar has a special thing, but he's... <laughs> Your storyline doesn't really make sense. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is one of the, again, that's one of the continuity areas that we were talking about earlier, where anybody watching it is going to be like, what? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, you just told me this, but now you're telling me this, and you just have to go wrestling. But if you don't know you're supposed to go wrestling, then you're yeah. absolutely screwed. It's kind of like when people with, uh, I don't know if you were like, uh, ever have been a fan of Japanese animation, but 
um, some of the people, some of the things that people say, like, how is this happening in this anime show? And people are like, just anime. Like that's their, <laughs> yeah, that's their right. answer. Well, it's true. You, you, of- just, you just have to accept it. That's it. Yeah. That's all we've got. It's just wrestling. And you're right. It's dumb as anything, yep. but sorry. Like that's it. Like, sorry. You, you just have to, but people don't know that. They, you know, they, there's no, there's nothing telling you that that's the case. And I think that, you know, that, yeah, it, it's, it's an issue. It, it, it is an issue and you are going to be confused. Yeah, and um, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I guess so. Good man, it's because <laughs> we were moaning about Brock Lesnar. That's why. This is what, <laughs> this is what people yeah. do. They, they they get mad. And the one thing I do want to talk to you, man. I've got a few minutes left here. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Look, it, it, it's wound everybody up. I secretly got a kick out of it because I love it when people get this mad. Um, but what? Where are you at with it, man? Like, I, I've convinced myself, probably because I'm a wrestling mark and I'm an idiot, I, I've convinced myself that it's going to be fine. It's going to be John Cena. It's not going to be Baron Corbin. And Kurt Angle can um, you know, walk off into the sunset with, with a match that he deserves. But you know, what do you think when you hear it? And, and where are you at with it now? Oh, well, what do I think when I, when I first heard it? Well, I looked at my partner straight in the face and I said, well, this feed's dead. <laughs> You're not alone, that's one, man. That's the exact words that came out of my, out of my mouth. But I was still going to watch it because I liked. I want to see Kurt Angle's retirement match because it's Kurt freaking Angle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, as for Baron, like now it's saying that you know this isn't a swerve, and the swerve is that Baron Corbin is going to be facing Kurt Angle. But I'm with you. I really, really, really want to see John Cena do that, like that ruthless aggression thing. Like I wanted him. That would just be the perfect like perfect icing on the cake because that's how it began and that's how it would end so it'd be just it'd be, it'd be just perfect who i don't care who wins either i mean actually i would rather kurt angle win because john cena's at that point where he can just lose right it doesn't matter yeah it's irrelevant yeah so i mean john cena would come back for a traction match have an excellent match with kurt angle because we know it's going to be good and then that's it like kurt angle goes into the sunset like you said and everything's peachy so but I don't know what they were thinking with Baron Corbin. Like, this has to be a swerve because I don't know. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's difficult because, you know, back in the day, we would have said this is exactly what they should do, right? Take a guy who's on his way up, who they see something in, and, you know, give him a big win over, uh, over a legend. And yet it doesn't work in this regard. I'm not saying it always doesn't work. I'm sure, of course, it does sometimes. But, you know, in that regard... You know, a lot of people would have sort of almost demanded this <laughs> a, a few well, a few years ago, but it's just the fact they I, don't like Baron Corbin. I, I would have been those that person a few years ago because a, or two maybe before Baron Corbin, I think, turned into the constable and whatever. I when he won the Money in the Bank, but he didn't really use it. When he won the U.S. Champion, like and when he was in NXT, I was a fan of Corbin. I was yeah, like, this too, guy's yeah. an, like this guy's an absolute dick. He has a lot of potential. Use him, and then they just started like. Oh, he won the money in the bank, but then he lost it, I think. And then, or he didn't. What, what happened with that money in the bank thing? He lost it, or he didn't cash in properly. Uh, dude, you, I don't know with money in the bank anymore. I don't understand. <laughs> Last year, Braun Strowman just. I don't know what's going oh, on yeah. with the bank. Either way, they didn't use it properly, and the U.S. Championship he had. Well, I mean, the U.S. is cursed, I think. But um, the U.S. Championship is cursed, I think. But uh, that's my <laughs> opinion. But I just. I was a huge fan of Corbin. Like, he is excellent in the ring. Like, I love that. And to this day, to this freaking day, nobody has kicked out of the end of days. No, you're right. No, they, they protected that move, man. You kind of, you're 100% correct. 
so that that's one thing you have to respect because when that move hits, I know the match is ended. Yeah, and the I, day that someone kicks out, like I would like, wow, they actually just ruined that. Like that's a streak. So I hope they just they they keep that kind of like Kenny Omega with the Fallen Angel kind of thing. Like was, I just, oh, I want that to stay. <laughs> I hope so, man, because it makes. I mean, everyone loves the. Um... Uh, what do you call it, the the, the, the one-wing angel, because people don't kick out of it, right? It's as simple yeah. as that. And if you don't, it's the easiest thing to buy into. I like that move because it does exactly what it says it's going to do. That's it. Plus, nice and plus it looks vicious. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that's a, that's a whole other thing, right, is that people say that, I mean, everyone kicks out of everybody's finishes these days. And you're right, why are they even called finishes anymore? They should just be called moves that people do to each other. But yeah. it's funny, I think that's, oh, we'll have to talk about this another time, but, you know, that's a, a problem with the commentary in general, right? Is that right. They, should be, they should be playing up to that. He's got this move nobody kicks out of, and yet no one's talking about it. Yeah, and before that we end here, I just want to make like a, this point. Um, remember a few weeks ago, or I guess in early January, late January, when they were doing those NXT call-up like ads that had like Lacey Evans, EC3, Nikki, Heavy Machinery, all come in the NXT. Yeah, you know, and things are going to be different. Things are going to be spiced up. Well, they've all come in and look and look at them now. Oh, dude, don't the, the, <laughs> the, the, the EC3 thing. I, I, I can't. I don't get it. Someone tell me. Like I thought he was tailor made for that company. Me too. And now. I, oh, dude, I don't know. I, 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 I don't understand it. Like, my, my big thing with it is if you're not going to do anything with him, leave him down in NXT, especially now with Ciampa gone and, you know, them going through somewhat of a, of a shift. He could have easily have slotted into something there. But no, yep. instead, instead he's just on main event losing to Tyler Breeze. And it is a shame that happened what, what happened to Ciampa. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, man. Like, it, there, there's no two ways about it. But that's wrestling, isn't it? Wrestling can be the, the most horrible thing in the world, as I, as I unfortunately know. Um, but yeah, I, 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 what do you do? I won't lie. I have grown to like the Lacey Evans thing a little bit more, but only because I read on Reddit, I said this on Wednesday, that someone said she's quite clearly a ghost. And yes. ever since I've heard that, I, you know, she's a ghost that's been uh, stuck in the 1950s. I was la- that was actually pretty good. I laughed at that on your podcast. Yeah, I, or ev- ups and downs, whatever it was. But ever since I've heard that, I'm like, oh, I quite like it. <laughs> I yeah, like no, it. I, I laughed at that. I was like, you know what? That actually makes sense. <laughs> I tell you, man, when the internet's good, the internet is good. Like, that was, it cracked me up. That did that. That was, uh, and I, I mean, Lacey Evans. Uh, sorry, not Lacey Evans. Nikki Cross. She hasn't appeared. You know, haven't seen anything to do with her. Uh, there was a there was some exclusive video that appeared on WWE I think last night. Oh, is this with her shouting at the Mania sign or something? Yeah, I think she's gonna do something silly at Mania, but well, maybe uh, even like interfere in the Oscar Fatal Four. Uh, she should be in the Oscar Fatal Four way. That's the thing I don't get. Like, why yep. isn't why isn't she in it? Oh well, oh well. That's that's wrestling for you. What can you do? What can you do? You can you can never predict it. But hey ho, we'll watch it all the time anyway because we love it, right? Yep, and I think there's one match that's going to steal the show that has not been announced yet. Give it to me, man. It's this, this, I like the end, end, end it big, my friend. End it yeah, big. Yeah, I'm going to bring it big and big. It hasn't been <laughs> – they've, they've, been, they've been speculating. They've been mentioning it. It's going to be the Hardy Boys versus the Usos in a TLC or a ladder match. Oh, my That's going to steal the house. Dude, I didn't even think about I wonder what you were going to do. I forgot about the Hardy Boys. Of course it's going to be the Hardy – dude, good shout. Good shout, and that can be a callback to – Dude, absolutely, man. I'm yeah. a hunt. That is the best. That is the best shout for Mania I've heard so far. And here's the here's the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake is at some point, whether it be at Mania or just before, either make it a triple threat or have it 
after Mania, Sanity will come in. Well, now, now you've lost me. I mean, I'd love, no, no, I'd, no. I'd love to think that was true, dude, but oh, no, I, but I, I just I, can't. <laughs> I know. I love, I love Sanity. I know they're complete. I don't know what happened when they came over to SmackDown. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking, like putting them anywhere. But if Sanity comes in and just ruins, like, let's say the Hardy Boys win or even the Usos retain, it doesn't matter. The moment they retain, everybody's cheering and the lights go out. And then Sanity's music hits. They all come in and they just annihilate the scene. They just beat the crap out of the Hardy Boys. They beat the crap out of the Usos. And they say, listen, we're coming after those titles now. Dude, I am into this. I That, to me, is a great match. People would get excited about it for exactly the reasons you've just said. Great yeah. use of the Hardys. If the Usos win, great win for the Usos, right? Puts them over hard. Yeah. Man, dude, I, I, if that doesn't happen now, they're crazy. That's such, yep. a, that's such a good idea. And it's easy. It requires it no easy. effort whatsoever. Well, well, sometimes the simplest thing is the easiest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why it doesn't happen. We got to yep. over, we got to overbook this stuff. Well, dude, I hope you're right, my friend, and I will certainly shout you out uh, if you are. Uh, amazingly, we have somehow gone through an hour. Always blows my mind how quickly we do that, especially when uh, we, yes. we, we, oh, yeah, we. I know. See, see, it just sometimes it just rolls off the tongue. But dude, look, we'll have to get you back on uh, around about sort of. Um, a couple of weeks after Mania, once I'm back home and in the land of the living, and we can we can see where we end up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to. I would. I would love that. Cool. Well, dude, there you go, done and dusted. But look, anything you want to shout out, anything you want to promote, man, before we let you go? Yes, I'm actually starting my new podcast in a few weeks, uh, right. wrestling podcast. And it's um, the only thing I have right now is the Twitter, which is uh, Lotus Moon Productions. L O T U S M O O N. P-R-O-D. At Twitter, there's not much on there yet, but I have a Patreon started. I have a YouTube account getting started, and I'm going to be up and up and doing things in the next few weeks. There we go. So keep an eye on that. And as uh, Cody and I discussed before the show, I'm going to try and get involved with that a little bit too. Yes, uh, Thank you. I, absolutely, man. And of course, uh, YouTube.com for just the middle report rules. Just smash through 50,000 on there. Thank you very much. So go and subscribe. Instagram, Twitter at Simonler316. Patreon.com forward slash Simonler316. Even if you throw a dollar into the mix, I would appreciate it. And again, just to let you know, uh, a, a random uh, smattering of episodes are going to go up over the next 10 days or so. Won't be the most topical things in the world because I'm out and about, but I want to make sure that you get content. So you know about that now. But in the meantime, keep enjoying wrestling. Enjoy your days. Enjoy your weekends and I will talk to you all again very soon.